Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Better Call Saul Season 6, Part 1 Recap. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. As always, I am glad to be here with the greatest podcaster in the history of podcasts, a giant amongst ants, the seer of series, Kurt. Kurt, you sound kind of sad. Are you sad? No, what makes you think that? I don't know. You just sound kind of sad. No, 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 not. No, well, I think, I think you're sad that Better Call Saul season one, part one is over, but I have good news for you. Next week. Next week. It'll be back. Can you believe, well, at least for the listeners, <laughs> at least for the listeners, yeah, we, we have a long wait, but next week for the listeners, next week. We'll be back. Yeah, so excited. Um, yeah, I mean, as, as a whole, this season has been pretty good. I mean, we're going to go through it. For those of you that haven't uh, listened to our podcast before, what we do is, is at the end of a season or at the end of a half season, like this case, we uh, go through the episodes, we rank them in an order. Me and Mr. Sal each talk about our episodes going from our least favorites to our favorites, two minutes maximum. And we try to talk about them, explain why they're there, kind of just remember the season. And then we go over some of our character deaths and the ones we miss, the ones we won't miss, the deaths that are shocking, that are sad, and a bit about the title up of the episodes and just a nice way to wrap it all up. But uh, before we even talk about that stuff, Mr. Sal, I want to take a moment to talk about a recognition race. The, yes, the great recognition race that Let's is neck and neck right now. It's it's very close, right? We are we are tied. The closest, the closest that can be. However, neither of us have yet to get a score. So, <laughs> so not a great recognition I, you race. Know, as, I, especially I, the fact we have ten of we have ten people each. Yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah. yet. However, I put, I put this more on Gilligan and Gould. They did show Wendy problem? and they did show um Spooch. the one guy. Yeah. Spooch. So oh well. We'll we'll have to see, you know, if if it comes to fruition. Uh but in the meantime, we're here to discuss season one. Mr. Sal, anything else yes. you want to say about the season before we really start analyzing the episode? How did you feel about the season as a whole before we like go into it? Or I, I, I really I really liked it. I I I, I didn't like it was what was tough for me was that this was running at the same time as the last half season of Ozark, which I thought was just spectacular. So uh, it was tough because there's such, even though they're, they're similarly themed and similarly like set. The execution's different. The, it's so different. The style, stylistically, they are so different. So I, I, so it was tough watching them both at the same time, because I don't know that, that, last half season of Ozark I just I loved so much so maybe it made me feel like my intake of Saul was maybe a little dulled for this I, 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 I can agree with that I, I wish they didn't um collide the two seasons of or the season of Ozark and this like what yeah. are the odds I mean that's, I mean, it seems like poor planning, honestly. It does, someone messed up somewhere. Yeah. I don't know who exactly, but someone somewhere did. I guess better call Saul, because Ozark did drop first. Well, so, but, yes and no, but I, I look more at when did they announce when they were dropping, and I feel like it was like within a day or two of each other. <laughs> it's like, man, somebody should have called over. Yeah, they should have had some cross-communication. Like, listen, we're a bit of like, we're not the same, but you know, we've, we've got 
Venn diagram of similar <laughs> consumers. Perhaps we could, <laughs> you know, work this out among ourselves. But no, they chose war, and that's what we got. Um, we're stuck in a rock in a hard place. But hey, Mister Sal, maybe we I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to downplay the season of of Salvo. I I really loved it. Like that. I'm, it's very very good i two episodes in particular really stick out to me but it's it's pretty i mean it's pretty awesome it's just it's like you know you, you have an apple and apples are pretty great i love apples i don't know if you like apples or not no nah, i'm not big apple. Oh. i like bananas well i'm sticking with my apple metaphor okay here. so <laughs> not a fan like, though i love i love apples okay mm-hmm. Really, you put an apple in front of me, I'll be very happy. A typical but, teacher. <laughs> but, <Yeah. apple. laughs> but you know, you put an apple pie in front of me. I, I want to eat them both. I'm going to eat them both, probably. But if I eat the apple pie and the apple at the same time, like the apple just doesn't isn't as exciting as it as it would have been if I just had the apple. Yeah, I get that. So. Why not do that's those, what like, I feel cookies, about though? Why apples? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, that's the way I feel about this season of Saul. It's like I loved it, but I would have loved it more if I wasn't consuming it alongside the last half of Ozark, last half season of Ozark. I totally agree. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But sadly, this is the universe we live in, and we had to watch yeah. it because, yeah. well, we can't control ourselves. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we had to. Not our fault. Yeah. Well. I guess, Mr. Sell, who's starting off here? Is it you or is it me? No, it's going to be you. Okay. Well, what number episode are we starting on? I think maybe we'll start at the bottom where we always start. And the mm-hmm. bottom in this case would be number seven. Okay, Mr. Sell, get the timer ready. Two minutes on ready. the clock. I'm ready. All right. Ready, set, go. My least favorite episode of this season. The only episode I gave a nine, which... You know what? Yeah, they all deserve tens because I love uh, Better Call Saul. Is Hit and Run, the fourth episode of this season six. Uh, it's a good episode before before I start like telling my downsides to it. Like I love seeing Wendy and Saul and Kim pull off, you know, taking Howard's car and tricking Cliff and, you know, sneaking it back in. That's all great. And I like that Kim gets the in with Cliff that will later impact her, you know, turning back for planning execution. That's all great. That's fine. Uh, and even also in this episode is when Kim learns from Mike that Lalo is still alive, right? That's also great too, that that whole bit. So that's all good about this episode. I love that. The only th- reason why this episode gets a nine instead of a 10 is twofold. Number one, again, syndrome, hard act to follow syndrome of <laughs> it follows a really good episode. And number two, the Gus and Cartel stuff in this episode was just not great. This is the, the Gus Tunnel episode and him being paranoid, which is fine, but man, not 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 for me. Like, just I I was not digging that element of it, and uh, we had see, still not seen Lalo, and I was kind of missing Lalo, so that, that that's why it gets a nine instead of a ten. It was just because the Saul and Kim stuff is all great, but besides that, I'm not digging it. So, still a good episode, and the time there, one thirty two. Wow, well, Mister Sal, well, well, well. I guess it's your turn now. I guess so. If you're ready for it. I am. Well, then ready, set, go. 
my number seven episode is the premiere episode one wine and roses i had given it an eight when we watched it but in retrospect i, I think i needed to bump it up to a nine so I, I have bumped it up to a nine uh but i love the opening the opening is fantastic this montage be- mostly because we now know that Saul had a golden toilet. Like that, that's exciting. It was also very exciting to not have a gene scene, especially with the way they teased it with the black and white ties first and then the color ties. That was really, really nice. Uh, that whole opening montage was, was top notch. Uh, I, I loved everything with Saul and Kim in this episode, all of it. It was, it was, the, it was the, my favorite scene, I think, was when uh, Saul accidentally lets drop the name lalo to the da or assistant da or whoever that is uh that that was pretty great because we can see him kind of really under stress really cracking uh yeah that that's awesome the uh scene at the country club was fantastic with the anti-semitism uh accusations that saul was slinging and the the toilet clogging the brilliant disguise of being naked uh, <laughs> that's all good uh, I wasn't as keen on the Nacho and Lalo stuff as in this episode, especially Lalo's like OP. I'm going to take out these guys with the truck and <laughs> no problem, even though they have guns and I'm unarmed. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's a great episode. Just not my favorite of the season. I'll stop there. 136. Okay. Well, what time did I have? 132. Oh, okay. Did we both yes. just do the same time as Giselle? But no, so no, we not. did not. You did not. You went a little too long there, so the time limit is two minutes. <laughs> yeah, but you, matching is also part of the game. So anyway, I guess I didn't. I didn't realize that. <laughs> me either. Me either. I, until just now, I. That's I not guess the I, game I've been playing. So <laughs> I'm not sure how to. Hopefully, now we're on the same page here. Fantastic. Well, I get to start this time, so I I, I get to start with number six. Okay, you ready, Mister Sal? I suppose so. Okay, ready, set, go. My number six rated episode is episode six, Axe and Grind. I gave this also uh, nine. Uh, I think probably my favorite scene in this episode, and, and actually my, just my favorite thing about this episode, is that post-it note board. That was just so cool to me. To, because they, they literally laid out everything they were going to do in the final episode. And... We just didn't know what any of it meant yet. So that was very, very cool. Uh, I guess I guess we knew what some of it meant. but uh, And we also saw all the stuff that they had already done, which was also pretty great. Uh, the opening scene with Young Kim. Young Kim is always a welcome addition to the show, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and then just the, the idea that she was wearing the stolen earrings on her way to that meeting uh, in uh, Santa Fe. Uh, that is just the type of attention to detail that the show is so good at that. And the fans of the show are really good at identifying because that is not something I identified. That's just somebody posted that in TV time, actually. So that was pretty cool. Um, kind of heartbreaking stuff with Howard, with his, his with his poor wife, not his poor wife. I, I don't know what the situation is. One of them, I feel bad for both of them actually, because they're living together and clearly don't want to be, or at least she doesn't want to be. And he, uh, doesn't want what this has become. So uh, the Lalo with the axe stuff is interesting. But again, being OP with the razor blade, but the old good old razor blade behind the business card trick. Uh, it's, it's a solid episode. Um, kind of blanking on why I don't give it a 10, but 
there, there you have it. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> 147. So why don't you give it a 10 now, Mr. Uh, I'm kind of blanking on that. I'm not really not sure. Probably. I, I'll, when I talk about it, we'll we'll see if maybe, you know, we'll see. So Is this the episode where Mike watches Kaylee with the stars? Uh, you, yeah. Did, oh, well, that, that's why I'm giving it. There you go. Really? That's yeah. why? That's that's most of it. Yeah. What one scene? It was like a fifteen minute scene. Mm, it was time it? Minutes. Yeah. You know, it was like eight minute scene though. I don't think it was eight minutes either. Though. It was like seven. Four. Really? I feel like it was only four. Yeah. Oh, too bad. I didn't like it. Before, okay, fair enough. <laughs> if you seemed like you were just searching for an excuse there to not give it a ten, but okay. Well, but, I don't know what you're talking about. You do you okay. there, so. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Ready, set, go. My sixth ranked episode of the season that I gave a 10 is the premiere, Wine and Roses. Uh, I felt it was a great way to kick off the season. Same thing as Mr. Sal says. Look, I love uh, Saul's slip up. Well, first, I love seeing Saul and Kim back in action. That's super great. Um, Saul's a bit paranoid after Lalo's, you know, showed up and whatnot. But he's feeling better. And actually, I might be be confusing, not confusing. I think season five with that. Never mind. I don't know if he's paranoid <laughs> even in this. I take that all back. He might not be paranoid, but I love I love his slip up, uh, and I love how him and Kim scheme for the country lodge. We see Kevin again. That's all great. I thought we wouldn't see Kevin again, but we did. So that's all good. I did like the nacho stuff. I know Michelle wasn't as keen on it, but I was digging it. So that's great. And he's hiding out, and he's worried. Uh, whether or not Gus is going to sell him down the river, we don't know yet. Gus, I enjoy his stuff with him and Mike uh, just doing their thing. That's enjoyable to me. Mike Mike shares a scene with his granddaughter, and he seems to be enjoying it, I remember, but then Nacho tries to call him, and he doesn't pick up, and Mike just seems very bothered and guilty about it, which that I really love that as a scene. And also, it's the first time and last time for a while we see Lalo in the season. That's pretty good. I mean, He's a body double, OP, but cool. That's cool, Mr. Sal. You can't deny that. Do you have a body double? I don't think so. If you did, you shouldn't tell me because that kind of will defeat the purpose of having a body double. But, you know, it's cool nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I I thought this was a great way to start off the season. I greatly enjoyed it. We, I, you know, hit up on all the character lines that are going on, and it, it was a grant. So, yeah, and my time. 152. Cool. Grant. Well, we both talked about wine and roses, Mr. Sal. Anything else you want to add on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I seem to remember thinking just not a lot happened in this episode, but like that might again be Ozark hangover. I feel like compared to the other episodes, you get a lot of different scenes with a lot of different characters. Like you're getting Gus, Mike talking, right? Lalo's doing his thing. Nacho's doing talking. his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Gus and Mike talking. Multiple, I mean, you get multiple scenes of them, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. Solid Kim go from, you know, chatting, going to court again to, you know, people, you know, that whole bit, uh, them in the courtroom and them later scheming on getting Howard and going after Howard in the country club. So, yeah, there's, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it like a slow episode, but maybe you felt know. that way. And I didn't even talk about the intro sequence. Which I also enjoyed. Well, I, yeah, that show sequence is great, but uh, although again, 
five minutes long and you know yeah well quality over quantity mr sal you remember a better call Saul scene yeah no i, I don't disagree with you i, I mean it, it, yeah I, I totally agree but but this one this episode to me felt like when it ended i was like well good thing there's another one right now because i don't feel like i got anything much out of that one to latch on to okay fair enough i would agree like the the, the climax kind of of the episode is twofold it's, well it's, it's nacho is unsure of what his future will hold and lalo drives back into mexico yeah so fair enough okay well after doing some op stuff by the way yeah, i mean i think anyone could do that what i mean maybe in this universe i suppose <laughs> It's part of the better call also the breaking bad universe, Mr. Sal. It's just part of it. Okay. Not clearly. Or just like gunslingers or something. It's just the way it is. Yeah, don't question it. Don't question it. I mean you uh, can, but don't. So oh, well, all right. I guess since you said not to, I guess I won't. Splendid. Well, you ready to move on to Mr. Sal? I suppose that we ought to move on to number five. Okay. I'm ready, Mr. Sal. Okay. Ready, set, go. My fifth favorite episode of this season is Axe and Grind. It's the sixth episode. I gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, I love the world building. That's something I really highlighted when we originally watched it. Like Francesca, I thought she was great in this episode. I loved her throughout. I think I even voted her as my favorite character for the episode. Just seeing all the things. But they also did some other world build, uh, building elements uh, like the vet, right? And why is he not in Breaking Bad? Well, it looks like he's leaving and it looks like he's a little black book. They tie in the vacuum guy, uh, which is probably how Saul starts to seemingly be a contact man. So it's, I love, I love the attention to detail, right? And keeping the continuity pretty good. So I, I respected that. I love that. D-Day is getting close. That's super exciting. You know, we get a bit of that judge at the end of, oh, the arm's wrong. What, what's this going? You know, what's, what exactly is the plan? Which is also maybe my sticking point is it felt a bit set up You know, it's all about setting um, up for the next episode. But I still think it does it in a fine way. Uh, we see Howard getting ready that nice, you know, latte for his wife, Cheryl. And it doesn't seem to be going very well. And you really do feel bad for him uh, and him meeting with the PI, which this all kind of pays off even more with the finale, seeing how it goes and whatnot. So that's great. Uh, the Saul and Kim stuff's pretty good. And, you know, stuff going on for Gus's world is not too bad. That's whatever. That's probably my least favorite, but it's okay. Uh, you know, whatever. L- looking at the stars, blah, blah, blah. And you gotta love the business card trick mr style you gotta love it you gotta at least respect it okay it's it's a noble tactic that i will now also employ if i ever feel fit to need to do so so that Stop. being said i <laughs> i will i will contest that there is a five second delay from when i talk to when you get it and that <laughs> that's is not true not so it is true not so i have to wait five seconds between if you reply and <laughs> start it ah that could have been so perfect that could have been so perfect (laughs) just one more second come on man uh yeah see uh, you you can make the same argument that i make 
fine. I was done anyway. I just was going to about to say I had my time. Yeah, I mean that is what I was going to do. I mean, see, it's a valid argument. No, it's not. I'm just, well, then don't do. make it. Well, I'm not making. I'm just saying. I'm stating a fact. I'm not making. I'm not arguing with you or anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was basically done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you the type of teacher you give like a quiz? Like you have ten minutes to complete the quiz. The kids you know write down their answers time and you rip it from them before they can circle to the last answer you go nope <laughs> you know i'm not you. kurt <laughs> I, th- I think it'd be funny if you did i know you would rip. oh man all right well anyway. anything else we should say about axe and grind here since we've both talked about it now uh no i like i perfectly said everything i needed to say on it i mean yeah i'm pretty satisfied with it i think you should yeah. bump it up to uh to a 10 about uh not gonna happen sorry over over like two minutes you gave it a nine but whatever why does that time keep decreasing what do you mean it forever it was forever that's just that's just you mr sal that's just you this is like the 46 other days in lost how you lowered your rating on that the other 48 days other 48 sorry the other 48 days thank you well over over just two minutes at the end two minutes (laughs) anyway not two minutes. I'm telling you, that seems way too long. Anyway, are you ready, Mr. Sal? Yes, I am. You are? Okay. Uh, I am ready. Okay, ready, set, go. My number five rated episode is episode four, Hit and Run. I also gave this a nine out of ten. This is, I really did enjoy the scam. I mean, what do I call him? Oh, man. Uh, Solard Goodland. Solard Goodland. This is when Saul is dressed up as Howard. I I really get a kick out of that. I love it. Uh, That's that's great. Uh, Kim meeting Mike is my favorite scene in this episode. That is some high quality stuff right there. Especially since you don't see Mike right away, but you hear him. And he has such a distinct voice that once you hear him, like, oh my God, Kim's about to be Mike. It's never happened before. That's good stuff. Uh, I, is this the episode where Saul gets all his new customers? Yes, it is. Because he, at the, the end of it... Um, yeah, because they go he, to the new office. They go to the new office, yeah. So mm-hmm. this is, this is, that, that's, that's fantastic stuff, too. Um, I don't... I don't know. The, the, there's not a, not, not a ton with anybody else going on. There's like not much cartel at all, I don't think. Um, yeah, and, oh, this is the tunnel stuff. That's right. <laughs> Gus's tunnel, <laughs> uh, which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, uh, you know, part of a lot of this is is because there are so many Breaking Bad Easter eggs in here. Like we are supposed to recognize Gus's house as Gus's house, and I did not. So I did not get that like tingly feeling when I saw the house that they were surveilling. So that, that, that's part of it. But that's that's a me thing, I suppose. It, it would have been cool otherwise. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm going to stop there. 157. Oh, hey, hey, that's <laughs> pretty good. Not as good as mine, though, what I just did. Uh, okay. No, it was. It was. He was below the time. <laughs> Going above the time is despicable. It's, I mean, it's, it's to be heavily frowned upon. Well, it is by you, not by me. As it should be, it should be heavily looked down <laughs> upon. 
speaking of hit and run, something I didn't know when I talked about it, which I, I just want to say, I really like, I didn't talk about my favorite scene, which was um, how Saul goes to the courthouse and everyone hates him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because he basically did not accept the deal and he, they, you know, they feel, Bill gives it to him straight, you know, the other deputy DA of, well, you know, you kind of just helped the, uh, Lalo Salamanca get away and you're not trying to help you know you're not willing to rat on a, mm-hmm. a drug lord so yeah so I did I did yeah. like that how the the whole courthouse turned on him so yeah that yeah, you mentioned that I, I do enjoy it so otherwise yeah. fair enough I think a nine's a fair rating for that episode you do huh yes oh yeah that was your least favorite one of the seasons <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think it gets. I, you gave it. I'm pretty sure discounted points because of the tunnel. The tunnel is pretty ridiculous. The tunnel is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that is such a fine tunnel. <laughs> like if it was just like a dirt tunnel, that I, I think I wouldn't be as upset. But it's like such a finely crafted tunnel. <laughs> so, yeah. well, anyway. okay. But, well, that's that actually wraps up our our bottom three episodes of the season which we did have the same bottom three just in a different order which by the inverse of that logic means we have the same top four we we have the same five and four fit well that's true yes (laughs) we do but i i actually think of this in three segments we have the same three and four but just not in the same order so (laughs) speaking of which we should move on to Number four. All right. Are you ready, Mr. Sal? This is me, right? Yes. Okay. All right. I am ready. Okay, ready, set, go. Okay. My number four rated episode is episode two, Carrot and Stick. I give this one a nine. This is awfully close to a 10 for me. I really love this episode. Uh, this was the one that they, they aired this back to back with Wine and Roses. When Wine and Roses ended, I was I thought, oh, I, I got to have some more. That didn't give me enough. And I'm thankful that this episode was here because this gave me what I wanted. Uh, this gave me lots and lots of Saul and Kim. And it, it's really scratched a very big itch. Uh, you know, this, the, everything with the Kettleman is just gold as gold as Saul's toilet. Very, very good. Uh, the, I, I think that probably, uh, my favorite scene was right at the end. I, I was very chalk in this episode. Um, the Kettleman's, the Saul brings the carrot, he tries to pay them off and Kim brings the stick. You know, no, I've had, I've had enough carrot. Let's bring in the stick here. And she calls her contact, the, uh, at the IRS and, and threatens to turn them in for fraudulent tax record tax returns um, and gets them to play ball using the stick. That's fantastic. Um, there's the, the nacho stuff is, is pretty cool in this episode too, actually. Uh, this is where he notices somebody watching him and he goes and sneaks up on him. He calls Titus Tyrus, sorry, not Titus, he calls Tyrus uh, and notices that it's Tyrus who's having this guy watch him. And this is when he knows that he is not safe and he needs to figure this out. So uh, we get the iconic Statue of Liberty inflatable that I assume will eventually become Saul's. Uh, this is a great episode. I'm going to stop there. 154. All right. 
I felt the time ticking. I was like, oh, I better stop. <laughs> You're doing TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Michelle, do we instate like a 10 second warning? Oh, that would be only if it was a sound effect. Not a, I don't want to hear your voice. You don't want to hear going 10 second warning. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I don't I don't want to give you like a heads up. I like to like cut if, it off short. That's part of the fun. It's cutting the person off short. Not, stop. Yeah, it is, yeah. It is. So okay. Well, speaking of cutting the person off short, are you ready to get cut off short here? Not gonna happen, Mr. Salbo. Hit me. Let's go. Okay. Ready? Set. Go. My fourth uh ranked episode for the season, black and blue, fifth episode. Uh obviously I gave it a 10 out of 10. I mean, it's a good episode. Uh <laughs> we get Howard getting some long needed revenge ish. I mean, basically beats up Saul. We see some valuability in Saul willing to fight Howard in the ring. Uh, so I love that. I obviously love the Howard and Cliff meeting, even uh, including when Howard's talking to the elderly people, kind of putting on the charm. It, the, the way he talks to the elderly reminds me of how Jimmy would talk to people for certain things. Like it, it seems a bit slipping Jimmy ask, not quite. He's a lawyer and he, you know, what he's saying is all true technically, but you know, he's trying to get them to go on with the case and you know, it'll have a bigger paycheck for uh, his firm and Cliff's firm, but that's all great. The Cliff scene confronting him about what he, what Cliff saw. That's all great. Um, Kim being paranoid, sharing the door. Love that. Uh, Saul workshops his slogan here, you know, that he'll fight for you. That's great. So I like that. Gus, meanwhile, he's paranoid. I'm liking the paranoia from Gus, and he even slips that gun down inside uh, what will be the future lab. So Chekhov's gun, I guess. We'll see when that gets in use, if it will be in use, but probably will be. I hope so. And obviously, what I feel is one of the stars of this episode, which really makes it great, is we get back Lalo and uh, we see Miss Ziegler and learn some things from her that Lalo will use to try and figure out what the chicken man's plans are. He even sneaks into her house, but lets her live in the end. So that's it. I end my time. Ah, oh, 156. Good one. Ooh. Good, good, good. I, I wanted to say another thing there, but I had to, I had to, I had to cut it off. Oh man. Well, I'm, we're almost there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, the, in the meantime, you're ready to move on to number three. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Ready, set, go. My third favorite episode of the season is Carrot and Stick. It's the second episode and it is a doozy, Mr. Sal. A mm. doozy. I don't know why I said that, but I just had to say <laughs> something. Uh, I love the Kettlemans. I loved them in season one. Like some people were annoyed by them that I know, but I love Betsy and Craig. So I was super happy to see them. And you know, they're the stars of the episode. They're just like every scene they're in. So great. Like when Saul swindles them in the beginning, then they try to go to cliff, but really they're just feeding cliff information that Saul counted on. And then obviously the ending scene, Mr. Salary chatted about that, but that is the best scene. I mean, it is just super great. So all that loving, loving, the Kettlemans and what Saul and Kim are doing to the Kettlemans. That's wonderful. I'm loving what Mike does with Gus. They're trying to figure out what they're doing here. Mike has Nacho's dad's ID from his safe. I think Nacho's dad is going to come into play at some I don't think this is the end of seeing Nacho's dad. We will see him, I think. And Mike has his ID. I think that's for a reason. We'll have to see 
we see that Gus is trying to betray Nacho. So, you know, that's something because we also see Nacho finding the guy watching him and all that stuff. And he goes on the run. So in the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul universe shootout where he somehow manages to survive the twins. And yeah, and he he, he gets a he gets a call at the end, Gus, from Nacho. So very exciting. So there you go. My end my time. 136. Was the safe scene in this episode or yeah. the, in Wine and Roses? It would have been this one. It would have okay, been this one. yeah. Yeah, that was for this. I don't think we're going to see Nacho's father again. I think that's storyline's done. You think so? I do. Yeah, I, I do. I think that the whole point of Mike taking that ID was Mike so, has already conceded that he's going to have to, that he's going to have to turn Nacho, like Nacho's done. Hmm. Like he, he's conceded that point. Otherwise, he wouldn't be breaking into the safe and dropping the address to. Well, I don't, think he, Even, I don't think he knows it's the address because he, because oh, remember at the time. Because he constantly doesn't want them to kill Nacho. He wants to extract Nacho out. Even later yeah. in this like episode, he goes, we, we can still get him out. You know, why don't we get him out? In this episode, he says that? I thought that was in Wine and Roses. Uh, I believe it's this episode. Because this is where Mike and Gus argue. And then the argument's broken by... Because... Uh, well, maybe... Because Gus commands Mike to go get Nacho's father. Yeah. That's that's where the argument. No, but no, 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 because he. I, I'm looking at my notes now because Mike warns Nacho will not last in Salamanca territory indefinitely. Right, Mike and some goons can head south and find Nacho, scoop him up, and bring him back. It's their only play. But then Gus commands to go get Nacho's father, and then Mike refuses. Blah 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 blah. And Nacho gives Mike a call. So Mike still wants to get Nacho out of Salamanca territory in this episode. Okay, but doesn't he tell Nacho though it wasn't my call? Mm, that is true. You just say that. But he but I just know he still wanted to get him out. Yeah, I mean I'm sure he wanted to, but I feel like the fact that he did the safe thing is his concession that he's given up Nacho, but he's not given up Nacho's dad. So yeah. uh, uh, but uh, regardless, I think Nacho's dad, I think we're done with him because Mike took that took the ID. ID. Uh and and really all the ID would have done would have it would have given Juan Bolsa somebody else to go after. Yeah. It's like um, Gus already knows about the father. Like I, I, I don't, I don't think we're seeing the father again. Okay. If we do, I, it, like if we do, I feel like Nacho's death was somewhat, uh, I mean, obviously in vain, but even somewhat, uh, I think his death is cheapened as a viewer. I, I think what we will see is either agree. Like, I think it will be Mike, going to see the dad and them grieving together in some way okay well maybe that i don't i don't i don't, I don't think anything bad will happen in Nacho's. okay all right that's fine because i was gonna say because i mean one of the things that michael mando has talked about is that he he views the character's death as you know a real acceptance of his love for his father is greater than his need to survive or desire to survive so i, I think that if that's if they want that to be the case, and I think they do, then they don't mess with the father anymore, unless right. they do it the way you said. That's fine. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I I hope they don't kill off the dad because I would agree yeah. that would cheapen his death. Yeah. Well, Mr. Sal, are you ready? I guess I am. Yes. Okay. Well, then ready, set, go. My number three rated episode is episode five, Black and Blue. This is the first ten on my list. Everything else has been a nine. So. Uh, 
loving this episode. Fantastic stuff. Uh, I, I look any any references to Werner Ziegler are a welcome addition to this series at any time. So, uh, on the highlight of this episode is the last what is it ten minutes or so where Lalo meets Margareta in the German bar, and they have this. I mean, they really seem to at least it's probably one sided, but it seems like they have a connection, and they they end up back at Margareta's house, but Lalo is not invited in he's not going to go up but he will go up on his own later and find the the slide rule encased in i think that's acrylic or lucite or something anyway um that opening scene by the way was very cool the process of making the that monument so that was pretty neat um this is the paranoia paranoia everybody's coming to get you episode as well uh where we have gus being extremely paranoid so much so, so that he can't even do his job at Los Pueblos Hermanos, uh, and he's planting the gun in the, in the mega lab. Uh, and we've got Kim chairing the door, which never should have stopped doing that, Kim. Never should have stopped doing that. But, well, I suppose it would have been a, a, kind of a giveaway for Howard if he chaired the door behind him. Uh, we also have uh, Francesca coming back in this episode, which I loved as well. That was pretty cool. Uh, and uh, oh, this is also the boxing episode. Holy cow! We didn't even talk about the boxing. This is so good. Howard uh, Howard's got to cancel his whole week so we can get this boxing match in with Saul. Fantastic stuff. Okay, I'm done. Okay, one fifty. Okay, I mentioned the boxing briefly. I mean, it was really brief. <laughs> mine, mine was really brief too. So. <laughs> I mentioned like the beginning. Like I, I yeah. just said, Howard gets his revenge. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that boxing scene was fantastic. It was really cool. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. Yeah, I did like how um Saul followed dirty during it. Like he pretends to be injured at one point, another time mm-hmm. he steps on his foot. I think maybe he did something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, what's interesting is I so I I didn't know this when we covered the episode, but I have since listened to the Insider podcast, which is where the creators of the show talk about the episode. Uh, and I can't remember who. Who directed this episode? Can you look that up for me really quick? Yeah, I can look that Okay. So, uh, okay. yes. So, uh, what was really cool was that Mr. Nobody was filmed before this season of Better Call Saul. So, or was it Mr. Nobody or just Nobody? Anyway, Bob Odenkirk was in the movie and he had to learn how to fight. Like, it was kind of an action movie. Mm-hmm. And so, the, to do this scene, did you find the director's name yet or no? Yeah, it's uh, Melissa Bernstein. Melissa Bernstein, she's also a producer on the show, actually. So, uh, so Melissa Bernstein said that in order to do this scene, he had to like unlearn a whole bunch of stuff that he had just learned from nobody because <laughs> he was too good at boxing, like he was too good at fighting. So <laughs> he had to like really scale it back. Also, uh, of note, that was really interesting is the the uh, at least one of I think maybe both of no I think it was only one of the cousins like choreographed that boxing match what do you mean oh like of the 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 salamanca twins yeah they're one of the cousins. salamanca cousins they're not twins they're cousins so anyway. they're i they're 1000 percent twins i'm gonna like look this up i think they're supposed to I'm like, salamanca okay. oh twins <laughs> twins comes up okay no they well, are anyway. twins they are twins really yeah daniel and Louis moncada are okay. Honduras American actors and brothers known for their roles as the cousins. Yeah. Leon and Marco Salamanca. 
So the actors are twins? Uh, the, well, the actors the are twins. Are twins. Uh, well, no, they're brothers. I don't know if they're yeah. twins. But uh, the cousins are twin brothers, Deadly Enforcers, and Prolific Hitman. All right. Well, I stand corrected. Anyway, one of them uh, choreographed, choreographed the boxing match. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, all right, we, we should move on, though, to number two. All right, Mr. Sal, are you ready for your penultimate episode? Mm-hmm. Okay, ready, set, go. Boy, did I have a tough time deciding between these last two episodes. Uh, I, I ultimately, I'm putting episode three, Rock and, a hard, Rock and Hard Place, here in the number two slot. I mean, it's a 10 out of 10, and I easily could have been my number one. I, it's, I, I feel like it opens with an iconic scene of television in general, with with Nacho descending into that oil and then emerging out of it. Just unbelievable. The phone call with his father, where he's he's realized at this point he's not going to see his father again. He makes this one last ditch effort, uh, and once his father rejects him, he realizes he's never going to see him again. You know, then once he does that, like that's the end of his vulnerability. After that, the gloves are off. You know, he says to Gus, you are so screwed. And, and he like he has all the power at that point. Even though he knows he's going to die, he has all the power. The, the last scene is one of the best scenes in the season, if not this whole series, where he, the Nacho's death, where he reveals all of it. The fact that he he is the reason why Hector is in the wheelchair. And uh, it's, it's all so good. The only reason that I put this episode number two and not number one is because I just didn't care at all about the Saul and Kim stuff in this episode. It's where they make the key to get into Howard's car. And it's like, this is not, literally nothing more than a distraction from the Nacho stuff in this episode. It's the only reason why this is number two and not number one, because everything else is damn near perfect. So I'll stop there. Maybe 137. Okay. Well, fair enough, I suppose. I'll save my, I'll, I'll hold my tongue when I talk about it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Then it's time for your number two. Are you ready? Yes, I'm prepared. Set. Go. My penultimate episode of this season is this final episode, Plan and Execution, 10 out of 10. I mean, this is, I think me and Michelle both agree that the our top two episodes are just a cut above the rest. Oh, for uh, sure. They're, they're, so it is definitely a toss-up between this and number one. So I, this is... An amazing episode. Uh, I I was concerned. I had a had a long introduction with Lalo in the sewers and Saul trying to pick up you know the people to get them to work. But it it just you know when I look back at the episode, I have fond memories with it. I mean, even thinking of that way you write on TV time, so noticing the roach that Lalo looked at. That's amazing. Like oh my <laughs> goodness. But seeing the plan come to fruition, that was great. Howard Fallen for hook line sinker. And, um, you know, we're somewhat in the dark to it, seeing that the PI works for Saul and Kim's great and everything falls to the ground for Howard. Um, Lalo's got his plan. He's scheming. He knows the lines tapped when he calls Hector. So he's, you know, diverting them that way he can go to uh, Saul and Kim's and just obviously the final scenes. Amazing. Howard comes, looks it all out. He's right too. He's just like Chuck. He's got him spot on pegs easily, but sadly Lalo comes in and, kills howard and it, I, you can't help but to feel about feel bad for howard this season but it ends like this for him and what a shame so there you go i end my time 128 
Wow, I did that way faster than I thought. It's quite quick. <laughs> I thought, no, I don't want to get burned again by the timer. <laughs> so. You know who hasn't been burned by the timer today? This guy. Eh, well, you're not a risky man, Mr. Sal. Just play things safe. <laughs> I, I've been in the 150s you're, at least you're, twice. You're, you're the type of guy that plays poker and folds almost every hand. Never, That's never, why I don't never play bluffs. poker. It's so boring. <laughs> I just end up folding every hand. I'm the opposite. I get bored. I start playing. Like, hey, I, said, oh, well, I want to play the game now. <laughs> yeah, I, poker is the type of game I enjoy more with fewer people. I, mean, yeah. I, I, you ever play like a ten-person poker no, game? No, it's miserable. It's miserable. <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah, because you need a better hand to win. <laughs> the more people, <laughs> well, the more that, hand but, you need to win. But it's like, uh, all right, I. I I don't even know. Like by the time it gets to me, I'm definitely You've lost be track out. with everything. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I'm not a big poker fan. Anyway, nor am I. All right. Well, are you ready to move on to number one? Oh yeah. Okay. Well then, ready, set, go. My favorite episode for this season is Rock and Hard Place, the third episode, the one Mr. Sal just talked about. Nacho's episode, his swan song. I mean, it's it's just such a good episode. Right? I think back to, I mean, you already went all over, you know, that oil stuff. I remember before this episode, you were complaining, ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. How the heck did he get away from them? Like, weren't they on his butt? And they were pretty close to his butt. But this is the way he gets away from them. Amazing. I love it. It's iconic. Um, I was kind of wondering, well, they're going to find him in that container, that oil container, but no, not when he goes inside the oil. Genius. Uh, but the, the whole bit, I, I think that Mike worked with Nacho to help him get this ending, um, but I'm not quite sure. I, I talked about it in the in the episode. Uh, as to the song Kim stuff that you say you don't like, you know, as much, I agree, obviously, it's not as good as the Nacho stuff, but I think it's still good. Um I enjoy it. I mean, the Nacho stuff's way better, but you can't just you can't just stuff the episode full of a good thing. I guess like I don't think they can just make more Nacho stuff. Maybe they could have though. <laughs> maybe they could have. I'm not saying they couldn't have, but maybe they couldn't have. So I enjoy the Nacho stuff. I I like the key stuff, the good old fashioned valet um, staircase trick. I don't know. I don't know why the valet has to climb so many stairs, but the valet does. So. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and and Suzanne also gives Kim the offer for Saul, which is somewhat noteworthy, but Saul turned it down. So anyway, that's all. I end my time. Okay. 138. Um, by the way, that offer is interesting because Kim now knows that Lala was alive. Or, no, 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 I take that back. That's when she talks to Mike. Yeah, she, still thinks he's, she still thinks he's dead at this point. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know what? One thing that I didn't notice when we first covered this episode is what do you remember Gus dropping a glass and breaking it? Yeah. Did that happen in this episode or did that happen in Carrot and Stick? Do you know? Uh I I think huh, he just taught I I think it would be before this episode because I don't think he dropped the glass while Nacho was around. Right. I thought I thought maybe he dropped it. So did he be talking to Nacho on the phone? Or I don't know if we dropped it after talking to Nacho on the phone, but he it was definitely um I don't think it was this episode where he breaks the glass. Maybe okay, it is. Uh, I don't well, know. Anyway, well, well, yeah, you remember well, you remember Gus breaking a glass? Yes, right? I remember breaking a glass. Yeah. Okay, it's it's the glass from that broken glass that Nacho uses 
to cut out of the hand ties. Mm, now that's really good. That is good, isn't it? That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, me too. I like that. That sweet, sweet continuity. <laughs> that's true. So much right, continuity, I, remember, I don't even realize it. I remember him breaking the glass and thinking, all right, well, I know this is important, but I don't know why this is important. Like, It, it didn't make any sense to me until... Now, again, I listened to the Insider podcast and they said that that's the glass. And I was like, oh, oh, that's why they showed us the Gus breaking the glass. That's really cool. Okay. Well, anything else to say about Rock and Hard Place? No, I'm ready for you to discuss your top, Mr. Sal. All right. I'm ready. Hey, ready, set, go. My number one episode is the season finale, episode seven, Plan and Execution, 10 out of 10. Uh, really this all this all comes down to like as i said in rock and hard place like i didn't like the lowest point of rock and hard place i liked less than the lowest point of planet execution planet executions uh lowest point to me was lalo in the tunnels but i actually i kind of liked the video blog i kind of liked him seeing the cockroach like i didn't need to see like all the belabored process that he has to go through to live in the tunnel but or in the sewers i mean but regardless uh that was more interesting to me than getting the the key fob for howard's car anyway um if you focus on the howard in this episode i think this is a, just a, such a, a rich deep episode it's fantastic you know, the conversation he has about chuck you know there's the portrait of chuck haunting him and he's going to end up in this scene just like chuck having sussed out everything not in the scene i'm sorry in this episode having sussed out everything that jim jimmy and kim have done to him he knows it all he's right about everything and it doesn't matter that he's right because they still win because nobody else knows that he's right and everybody else thinks he's crazy he's he's lost the sandpiper not lost it he, they got a good settlement but not the one he wanted uh and then from jimmy and kim's perspective like this scam that they were so into like they get, i mean they actually literally get turned on by it like they, we don't usually see them physical except when they're scamming and and they're so excited about the scam and this is the one that really cost them something like this is this is going to be scarring like how do you scam again after witnessing what they just did to this man so anyway uh i love this episode and the low points higher than a rock and hard place so there you go i'm done hey 206 i i would thought about yeah. stopping you but since it's the last like episode description i was like i'll let him keep going and seeing how long you <laughs> you. but you stopped yeah. pretty soon after <laughs> i thought i i was hoping you'd talk about another scene i'm like oh i want to get to like three minutes <laughs> <laughs> no i just yeah so uh, so i guess that's that's it for me though between rock and hard place and and plan and execution the, the only problem i have i guess the no, I shouldn't say that. It's not a it's not a problem. But I cared more about Lalo in this episode than I cared about Saul and Kim in that episode. Mm. I yeah, uh, I mean I understand that. I just I, I think the reason why I gave Rock and Hard Place a spot over plan and execution mm-hmm. is probably because plan and execution is a mid-season finale. So I'm going into it going with well, you know what? Something big is gonna happen, right? Like this is but rock and hard place. I did not go into the episode thinking 
this is where Nacho dies. Like this is this is the episode where you know I mean like I I didn't have that high of expectations for the episode. I'm not saying I had low expectations. I just, right. you know I, I wasn't expecting as much plan execution. I am kind of expecting you know a bit of a culmination here, right? So I I think that's why it was just rocking a hard place was just such a pleasant surprise when I watched it. Like beyond pleasant surprise. Plan yeah, execution okay, is really good, but I don't say I expected it to be good. But, you know, it's. I guess I kind of did expect it to be good. Like I would have been disappointed if it wasn't. Yes. Yeah. I, I take your point. Yeah. I mean, but I, I do agree with you. These two episodes are head and shoulders above the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. So, well, uh, glad that we are agreeable uh, for the most part in our rankings. I mean, no, no, not one of our rankings are actually in the same place, but we have like the same. <laughs> you know, three sections of rankings. It's fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Michelle, if you're willing, we can move on to the characters that have died. Those that have deceased. All right. Okay. So listeners, we have three noted deaths, (laughs) which I'm shocked you put one of them here. So yeah. Well, otherwise we'd only have two. Yeah. No, fair enough. We got Matteo, which is Lalo's body double. (laughs) We got Matteo. We got Nacho. And we got Howard. Yeah. Did I miss anybody there? I don't think I did. No one's super notable. Uh, probably Casper's dead. But I guess we don't know that for sure. We don't know but... for certain though. But I would bet he's probably dead. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So. But yeah. I mean, uh, Michelle. I guess since you you only had your one go of it, I'll, I'll let you start off here. Uh, which one do you want to start? You want to start with most shocking, saddest. Character you miss the least, character you miss the most. Which one do you want to start with? And I'll guess it. Let's start with the character. No, let's start with the most shocking death. Most shocking death? Yeah. Man, this could go either way. I think you said Nacho. All right. I think you said Nacho. Okay. You're wrong. I said Howard. You're wrong. I said Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, because I thought you said when Lala walked in, you knew him. Um, I guess I guess I should have figured with the Nacho one. I I just thought I remember you saying a comment of when Lalo walked in, you knew Howard was dead. Oh, for uh, sure. But yeah. I, I suppose the reason I didn't pick Nacho and I presumably you didn't either is everyone else in that scene lives into Breaking Bad, so it's like, well, none of them die, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, now, also, maybe you'll find Juan, a way to live. But. Juan Bolsa says you are going to die today. <laughs> yeah, but you know, man. Was, for, I mean, that was the plan. The plan was for him to die. Everybody was there to make sure the plan happened. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that and I don't more than that. I don't know if you remember this, but I, it was either episode one or episode two. I, I mean, I said on the podcast is like, I don't see a way out of this for Nacho. I think he's dead. Yeah, you did. You did say he, he would so, die from this. Yeah. So and, uh, so that one didn't shock me. Howard, I don't know. That was not all that shocking. Either. I guess it's just the fact that Howard died at all is, is a little bit shocking yeah, to me. It, it shocked me. Like, I I liked your theory that it, I, should, I liked it. I, I thought he was going to kill himself. I thought that was. Like yes. A, yeah. Well, what would happen? Kind of similar to Chuck. But um, yeah. yeah, when Lala walked in, I thought this was just I, I said it for our finale. I thought it was going to be ammunition because Howard's raving about how he's going to spend the rest of his life trying to you know shine the light on these two and then lalo walks and i'm like oh my goodness if howard like sees lalo leaves 
questions it a bit like, oh, why is this guy visiting them at this time of night? Looks into it, realizes he's De Guzman, a.k.a. Lalo Salamanca. And then, you know, uses this to kind of take down Jimmy and Salah. That's why I thought they were going to go with with that angle. I was like, oh, my goodness, Howard's got the smoking gun he needs. But yeah, instead, he got the smoking gun he didn't need. And all right, well, then shall we move on to the saddest death? Let's move on. Yeah. What do you think I put for saddest death? For you, I think I think you said Nacho. I think you said Howard. Okay, I did say Nacho. So did I. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> keep saying the same. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I think the Nacho was just sadder because um, we we see the build up to it. Obviously, mm. we see the whole episode build up to it. Nacho knowing he's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, him and Mike are all sad together. He's crying on the phone with his dad a bit. I mean, that's really sad. So it's just. <laughs> And that's why I feel sadder. The Howard death is also really sad, obviously. Yeah, oh, it definitely um, is. Go. Yeah, I, if you said Howard, I wouldn't blame you for it. It's, you no. Know, the guy's been getting picked on for <sighs> so you know so long now, and then, you know, he's dead because he's in the wrong place at the wrong time after his court case got blown up in his face thanks to these two. So. I know. Yeah, you know, the, th- the thing of it is, I, and I think this is why I call Howard the most shocking death and Nacho the saddest, because it's about... Uh, the acceptance of death like Nacho mm-hmm. accepts at the beginning of the episode that he's going to die and it's it's a march to that death from that point forward Howard is caught completely unawares and that that's that's what makes Howard's more shocking and Nacho's sadder to me yeah I, yeah I, I think someone can make an argument that Howard's is more sad because for example Nacho's in the game so to speak right so he's, that's true he's mm-hmm. you know so kind of fair cannon fodder <laughs> If I, yeah. I can put it that way. But yeah. Howard, on the other hand, is not in any sort of illegal business as far as we know. And he literally is just like an innocent person walking around. So innocent that he's been framed by these two to look like, you know, he's on drugs, all this other stuff, ruin his reputation and in his image, um, mm-hmm. he's struggling with his wife at home. And you know, he's got a lot of mm-hmm. stresses on his life. And then, like I said, he's just at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, that's what gets him. So. Mm-hmm. I could see I could see it being I could see someone saying Howard just because of the circumstance by which Howard is in it's almost none of his own fault versus Nacho, yeah. which is albeit where he is right now, he didn't put himself there exactly. Like Gus kind of forced him down there, but he did make bad choices in his life that led him to be part of like you know sure. in this game. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I guess there is a kind of an unspoken understanding that if if you're in this game, there's there, there aren't too many ways out of it. That, so. That's a theme of better. Yeah, that's the, a the theme they've said before of like, oh, well, you're in the game now. She's in the game now, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah. But Howard is certainly not in the game. So, right. I could see someone yeah. saying that. But I, all, all that being said, I still say Nacho yeah, as agree. well. So, I agree. All right. So then the character that will miss the least. Now, I'm assuming that you're that, that we can default Mateo here and, and move on to somebody else. Yeah. Okay. So. So yes, obviously I will miss Mateo the least because mm-hmm. I didn't really know him. But uh I am gonna say that you said that you will miss Howard the least. I think you would say you miss Howard the least as well. Okay. I, I would uh, miss Nacho the least. Really? Okay. Well, and obviously the, the other category we have is who you're gonna miss the most. And since we're leaving Mateo out of this. I assume we said the other ones. So, so why don't you just go ahead and make your argument for both 
why you'd miss Howard the least and why you'd miss Nadja the most. Not other way around. I, I, Nadja the least and Howard the most. See, it's very close. I'm actually changing my answer to Howard now <laughs> to the most. <laughs> I did change. I, I, I did feel uh, torn. But yeah, I, the... I think it's because I've already had to exist without Nacho for so much of the season that ah. I've more I've more like internalized it. And Howard was just such a big part. It felt like to me of like who Jimmy and Kim were after, and like he's he's someone or anyone I've talked to who's watched the series feels bad for Howard. Right? They've done a yeah. great job of making you feel bad for Howard. Yep. When. Um, originally, no one feels bad for Howard. I mean, we've talked about this yeah. quite a bit already. You know, no one, yeah, everyone doesn't like Howard at first, yeah. and then you kind of slowly, oh, whatever, he's okay, I guess. And then, oh wow, I feel really bad for this guy. This is terrible what they're doing to him. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And well, especially like at the end when he talks about like divorce, oh, depression, debt. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, mm, yeah. God. So yeah, it's uh, and what they did to him. Yeah, it's just it's. Like, I like Howard as a character, and I think in terms of the story, he pay, plays a bigger part than Nacho. Nacho plays a role that is, like, it's a side story to the main story. Now, it's a good side story, and I love the side story. Like, I wish there was also Nacho and Howard, but mm-hmm. it's it's a side story that doesn't affect the main characters as much. Like, it doesn't affect Saul and Kim as much. Now, Better Call Saul is also a Mike story, and it, that does affect Mike, but he's more of a side character compared to Saul, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. that's why I think Howard's um, I'll miss him more. I, I just think he played a, a more vital role to the series, and he was an interesting element. I, you know, I think there's still potential in there. Had they decided not to kill him now, it, it's fine that they killed him now. I, you know, we got six more episodes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a few Gene episodes. Who knows? <laughs> so then, so things are. Things are wrapping up quick, so it's yeah fine. But yeah, that, and that's yeah. why I pick out. Okay, yeah, and I, I think that's a, a point well taken. I, I I did think about that. That well, what what do I mean? Howard has been Jimmy's foil for for like all of this whole series, especially since Chuck died. And you know what what happens now? And then I think, well, there's only six episodes left, and we gotta like get into gene land pretty soon yeah. so so i'm fine with that it's that jimmy doesn't have a foil and now really what he's got to grapple with is the the trauma of of witnessing this death that he really caused uh and, and he's got to, he's gonna to have to live with that now so uh so i i think that's probably why i'm fine with being without howard for the rest of the series uh nacho you know, I, I remember actually saying a couple episodes after Nacho died, I really miss Nacho. Like I <laughs> felt it. I, I really felt it. Like I, his story was, it was really fascinating. It was really different because it's the character we didn't know from Breaking Bad. And he ended up being like, I don't know, you know, after, after Jimmy and Kim, maybe the main character of the series, I think he's, I felt like he was a bigger character even than Mike, but Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, at least this season, in those first three episodes, he felt like a bigger character than Mike. Anyway, um, but I, so I actually did miss him, and so I think that's why I feel like I'll miss Nacho more. You know, he was a, a connection to the cartel that you could sympathize with. Uh, I guess you can sympathize with Mike too, but um, it's really hard to sympathize with Gus Fring, <laughs> especially you know knowing. Now, what we know from Breaking Bad. Nacho is definitely a connection to the Salamanca cartel that you can sympathize yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Because Mike yeah. doesn't have a connection there. 
Right. So there you have it. Anyway, uh, yeah. Th- so that, that's why I I will definitely miss Howard. And yeah, I I I, I loved having him around. I, I loved the 180 that we did on him because he was not a very sympathetic character in the beginning. And I, I love that too. I love yeah. 180s on characters when they when they manage to write someone mm-hmm. such that you you 180 on them. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Redemption arcs. Gotta love redemption arcs. Yeah. Not even if it's a redemption arc. It can be reversed. It can be you love a character, then you learn, actually, this person's a piece of crap. Oh, yeah. I mean, they do that all the time, too. So <laughs> That was kind of the point of Breaking Bad, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, shall we move on to the titles? Uh, Yeah. The two title fields here. So, Mr. Sal, your favorite title of the season well there's a few you want to start with our like. favorites or our least favorites you want to start with the least let's start with the least favorites. yeah yeah okay, yeah start, i like start, to start end with the good stuff i don't want to end on a bad note okay a bad note um i think you would have said axe and grind okay and i think you would have also said axe and grind that is true i did say axe and grind oh i don't think you I, did i said wine and roses Oh, I was like, I, that, that, that's my second choice. For and myself, I is my second choice. Ah, uh, yeah, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I definitely I, think those are the two worst titles of the season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Both are just kind of like, I mean, Axe and Grant isn't even really an and saying, and Wine and Rose is no. just kind of like weak sauce to kind of put it in there to put something in there. Yeah, no, that's it's fair, it's fair. Uh okay well let me show. what do you think my favorite yeah. title is uh well hold on a second because let me just mention quickly like um action grind I I didn't love the title um but there was a, literally an axe in it which I guess was kind of clever um I, and I guess you know an axe to grind is a thing and it was kind of there wine and roses like didn't make a whole lot of sense to me except that we saw. We saw what Saul's life looked like, you know, at peak, right? Uh, we didn't see Saul living it, but we saw what his life looked like at peak. So we did, we did see, we see, yeah, we saw the remnants of his days of wine and roses, but only in the beginning. And we didn't see him living it. So I was like, nah, wine and roses doesn't seem like a good title. Anyway. All right. Favorite episode title. I, I think for you, your favorite episode title is... Actually, I, th- I, th- I think it might be your favorite episode. I think it's Rock and Hard Place. Okay. There's three I think it could be for you. Uh, so I think you either did Rock and Hard Place, Plan and Execution, or Carrot and Stick. I think you went with Carrot and Stick. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I want to tell you that those were the three that I had on my short list. Yeah, I don't think. Those, <laughs> those are the top three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just hedged I- my bets by doing that. Uh, I ultimately went with plan and execution. Ah, oh, darn. <laughs> okay, I did rock and hard play. <laughs> oh, our favorite episodes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, let me tell you, what, I mean, plan and execution to me is like, that could have been the title of the season, not just the episode or of the half season, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's really what we were seeing through the whole thing. But then that idea of execution at the end was like, oh, oh. There's an actual execution here. You are right. That does make a second. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that's why I ultimately landed there. But did you want to talk at all about why you landed on Rock and Hard Place? Uh, Rock and Hard Place is really good, just because it is. A, I, all I'll say is I will 
remember this episode. Like if someone says rock and hard place, like, oh, that's the one where Nacho died. I'll just, yeah, it's it's a good saying for what's going on. Oh, first of all, it is a real saying. <laughs> I'm yes. like, ask and grind. <laughs> yes, and yes. It, it is like an understatement for what Nacho is in right now. <laughs> He's like <laughs> literally between multiple forces that yeah. are, you know, Salamox is looking for him. Gus kind of wants him dead, but also he could use him kind of, and he wants to protect his dad. So all these forces are pulling on him. He's literally, you know, in a rock and a hard place. So it's, <laughs> I feel it's a really good saying for where Nacho is. And um, yeah, so that, that's why I like it. Karen is stick, obviously. I mean, maybe both agree it's probably a, among these three is a pretty good title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Karen is stick is, really good i mean they use it literally in the episode so maybe you'd argue it's a yeah. bit on the nose but it's it's still nice to see that uh kim is the stick wielder and jimmy is the mm-hmm. stick and he still gives or the carrot sorry and he still gives the carrot even after they've <laughs> messed the wrath of the stick <laughs> i forgot to mention that yeah that's true so. yeah, very cool yeah all right well hey that's that's season one a or sorry season six a six a yeah, next week, listeners, uh, July 11th, 6B drops. Isn't that exciting, Mr. Sal? Six more um, weeks. I'm That's so a, excited. I can't <laughs> believe it. Only, only a week. Oh, at least it's Monday. Oh, I can't wait. It's, uh, I can't believe we live in this timeline, right? That's <laughs> yeah, only a week for us. Anyway. I mean, I don't want to wish away my summer, so I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too heartbroken that it's not actually next week for us, but it is actually next week for you folks so yeah. which is a good thing that's good that's glad to hear anything any any other like i guess i'll i'll say a quick prediction here i think i mean this isn't really much of a prediction i, I said this for the final episode but uh, the, the two i'll say is we'll see not just that again i already talked about that and i mm-hmm. like i don't think he's gonna die i think we'll see him again second um Lalo's going to use Sol and kim against Gus in some way, like to aid him. Oh, I think that goes without saying. Otherwise, yeah, that's I, that's understood. There. Yeah, <laughs> but for sure, I'm putting that in there as a prediction. So I'll take oh, credit okay. for that well, if that comes to fruition. Well, I also predict that. Then I well, mean, that's, okay, so you're piggyback. So I had a good prediction, and you think <laughs> I could be right? That's like that's like saying um, I predict that Saul Goodman will eventually become. Walter White and Jesse Pinkman's lawyers. No, lawyer no, there. no, no. Nothing. It's not certain, certain. That's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's like him, like, oh, he's scheming against Howard. I don't know. Well, <laughs> and, and do you have any predictions here, Mr. Sell? Well, I, I want to, I want to at least make a prediction about Gene. The Gene scenes. Uh, yeah, yeah I, oh. I do. I do think we get at least one full episode in Gene Land. That's what I'm thinking uh, too. And I, I'm optimistically hoping for more, but I think. I, I'm leaning now toward it's just going to be one. Do you, do you think it'll be the final episode? Yeah, I think okay. one final episode. Or I, oh, I could see them taking the penultimate episode and making that the Gene episode, and then we get the final, a better call. So I hope they don't do that. I say yeah, I, I don't, hope. I don't, I don't know how they'll end up. I don't I want hope, them to do that, but I hope they finish off Better Call Saul. I hope it finishes like when we see Walter White coming in. I forgot what his fake name was. We see him enter, and then the last episode is a sweet, sweet Gene scene. Yeah, that, that, the only the only thing holding me back from making exactly that prediction is that they know that every fan is making exactly that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> So I can see them saying, "Now we got to subvert their expectations here." So no gene uh, scene. So I no gene scene. Holy cow! That I mean, that would be 
I'd be irate. Gene's on the poster for this season. Like, <laughs> I know it's a red check. <laughs> yeah, Gene's on the poster. He's definitely going to be a Gene scene. So I, you know, and then and I, I'm like certain that the last thing we get before we get to Gene Land is Walt coming in to the office. <laughs> like, no, that can't be though because they know that I'm certain. So they say, ah, they're going to do something crazy. I'm no, I, I don't know. Like, they'll necessarily do that. Just to maybe they will though. Just to obfuscate what we think is going to happen who knows i do i do have you know i do want to just make a couple of i don't know maybe not predictions but just speculate a little bit about the fate of both i guess gene and kim Mm -hmm. because i I don't like i I think i can see a couple different routes they could go down you know i could see jim not jim uh gene and kim reuniting in black and white and and they they decide to make it just a ha- kind of a happy ending i could see that meaning that kim either you know just moved back to nebraska or got vacuumed back to nebraska or something i don't know anyway um so i could see that happening and then you know gene getting in touch with her but i can also see because i mean it really looks like Every character that we don't know in Breaking Bad died in Better Call Saul. Yeah, it's too loud. <laughs> yeah. Lalo and Kim. And yeah. I mean, yeah. you do make a mean case of, huh? I don't think Lalo lives this one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a, there's a very good chance that they do kill off Kim before we ever get to Gene Land and that Gene dies at the end. You know, it, it's, it's very possible, very, very possible that, that, all of our characters are dead by the end of this, except Jesse, apparently. Well, let's see. Yeah, Al Camino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Brock, wherever he is. <laughs> okay. Well, well, anyway, so there you have it. That's I all, guess that's, that's all, all then. So, yep. well, I guess that's all I have to say as well. So, thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, be excited next week. Better Call Saul's back. But in the meantime, we have a back catalog of other things, obviously. Uh, the previous half season, but we also have Ozark, Dexter New Blood, Centaur World, first four seasons of Lost, Russian Doll, Black Mirror. Uh, we're doing Only Murders in the Building, so check all that out. That's appreciated. Share the podcast, rate it, subscribe. That's all appreciated. Do you want to contact us? Showpresspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and have a good one. We're done. <laughs>